Hey everybody, and welcome to another dip in Hank's Think Tank. Uh, we got somebody special with us today. We got Andrew Rich, and he's a young and up-and-coming solo artist, and uh, got a lot of his own music. How do you does a lot of does a lot of cover songs, and uh, we're going to hear a lot from this guy. And I think you're going to be seeing a lot of him in the near future too. So good to have you aboard, man. How's it going today? Oh, it's going great, Hank. Uh, nice to be here with you and Mark. Yeah, fantastic. Mark, what you got going on today, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, he brought some Select Club Pecan Praline. And, uh, give, a, give a little gift. Man, yeah. We're, so I like him already. Yeah, we're going to have to change this thing. You come back anytime. Once a week's cool. There you go. We're going to have to change this to Hank's drink tank. You know? that's just I like the, that. That's the way it's going. That sounds like trouble. That's yeah. it. Well, so, hey, man, I was checking you out on, on Facebook today and also looking at a bunch of your YouTube stuff, and I was really, really impressed. Got a real good voice. You play the guitar great. I was pretty envious on that, so I kind of stopped looking at the whole guitar part <laughs> and just tried to you know, check out your music. Jealousy is a bad and, trait, uh, man. It, it really is. It sucks, but I'm there. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm, I'm an indifferent guitar player, to be honest. I, really? I, I play just enough to pass. Oh, I doubt that, man. Yeah, no, you jam pretty well. So, um, the one song that I really liked a lot, "Bad Blood," and I liked it because because <laughs> it was violent, you know. And I mean, you just don't hear that many violent songs like that that appear to be love songs too. So, you know, what what the hell was going on when you wrote that? There's got to be a story behind that one. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something. So, yeah, let's talk about "Bad Blood." All right. So on today's session of why andrew's an asshole <laughs> uh i was living in austin at the time in the hyde park area and it was sitting out on my balcony with my roommate and just sitting there smoking a cigarette and we could hear this argument coming down the road yeah you could hear it coming down the road from like a block and a half away and this guy was just saying the most god awful things to I guess it was his girlfriend and that pissed me off. And I may or may not have been drinking that day. I was like twenty one, twenty two. So still So it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thirty. Are you really? Yeah, I'm thirty. Wow, you don't look man. It. I would have pegged that guy about twenty five years old. Yep. No, I'm thirty. Yeah. Wow. So anyways, I went down the stairs and I was like, hey, you shouldn't be talking to her like that. Yeah. I might have been a little bit more forceful in the way that I said it. Uh, he started talking back, and I just reared back and clocked him one right in the nose. <laughs> Defending the honor of a fine young maiden. I like it. That's cool. And, uh, and it gave birth to a song. Yeah, sort of, because that's all that happened. I punched him once, but my anger was all amped up and I was full of adrenaline and he started crying so I couldn't hit him again <laughs> so uh, how did it go with his girlfriend because you know situations like that she's liable to jump on you leave my guy oh, yeah, alone man. you never know you never know how that yeah. goes chick will stab you that so. might be the lifestyle they enjoyed <laughs> she laughed at him did she really yeah, he was crying well, I mean he had it coming though because he, he really was being a humongous prick to her and I was I, I told him, I was like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And right. he started bowing up to me. <laughs> and that was the end of that. that. All right. Yeah. There you I'm go. Trying to defend a woman's honor here. And 
You're going to push it even further? Yeah. She even said he asked for it. Well, guys, if you haven't heard Bad Blood, you got to check it out. Uh, the, the lyrics are awesome. I like it. Give them. us a couple of bars so, if you want to. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Let's see. Bad Blood. There you go. Say there's a calm before the storm Let me tell you son You have been warned when that thunder roars Rain is in store You better watch out when running your mouth Storms have a tendency to migrate south And when the lightning comes down Better not be around and You have no idea the danger you incite I hope that you're ready for a fight I'm gonna leave you face down in the mud All cause you had to stir up bad blood. Love it. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's real good. So, how'd you start? I mean, who were your influences? I mean, one day you woke up and you said, man, I must start playing the guitar. Were you a little kid? Did your parents <laughs> force you to do it? What I actually didn't pick up the guitar until I was about 18. Uh, I started off... Wow. Um, I don't know, I think I probably wrote my first set of lyrics when I was eight years old. I was always had a fascination with words and with writing. and uh, Started off as a poet. Yeah, well, I mean, I was trying to write songs, but I couldn't play any instruments and you know, didn't know nothing about singing. And uh, when I got a little older in my teen, early teen years, I started trying to see what I could do about selling songs and stuff but I had no music to them all I had was some words and you know, didn't know anything about the music business yeah just trying uh, oops. Made, a, <laughs> made a little bit of headway you know, in a few areas had a couple of bands that covered a few songs that I did but nothing major nothing that I ever monetized or whatever right pretty much just gave them away so somebody would be out there doing the songs and uh uh, after a while, I just got tired of not having music to the songs, and <clears throat> I started teaching myself how to play guitar. What was your first guitar, and where'd you get it? My first guitar was this. <laughs> Everybody's always embarrassed about their first guitar. Oh, no, I'm not embarrassed. I loved that thing. I beat the hell out of it. It, it was this god-awful red, star, or red sunburst uh, J Jr., which uh, I think is like a knockoff Johnson or something. Yeah. It's like a little cheap $50 guitar that I bought from Humble Music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, I had already started learning on somebody else's guitar. Cause yeah. I just had access to it, and I taught myself how to make some chord shapes and then started finding songs that I knew good enough to attempt it. Yeah. 
Any and YouTube stuff you learn off YouTube or anything? Not really. No? Wow. Uh, I kind of did things uh, back asswards. Uh, <laughs> about three months after I picked up the guitar and started learning, I started throwing myself into trying to do performances. Wow, and that's pretty quick, though. I mean, three months, I was still trying to learn Three Blind Mice and shit like that. <laughs> you know, I had like, I don't know, seven or eight songs that I could play. No, that's pretty good. And in three months, man, that's jamming, yeah. And you're jumping up in front of people? Yeah. That's one of the hardest things for me. I could get pretty good on, I thought, some stuff, you know, sitting yeah. on my, be my bed at home. But, man, it, I mean, even family. Yeah. Hey, Mark, get your guitar. Sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm over that, but at first it was like, oh, my God, I'm dying up here. And I've never played in front of anybody because I already know it's yeah it's going to be a wash. <laughs> He's too hard on himself. I'm a I'm kind of a freak of nature. Uh, I, I I don't get scared or nervous before a show. I don't get scared or nervous whenever I'm on stage. Like that's what I live for. That uh, if you ask me where home is, it's sitting in front of a crowd on a stage. Feel most comfortable there. Yeah, yeah natural. Uh, that, that's. Like going to see the lions in Africa on the safari. That's my natural habitat. Yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling more comfortable performing than I do doing anything else. So what I made actually you... had to have a few of those before I got here because I don't <laughs> like talking. <laughs> so so what made you pick the genre you're in? I mean, was it was that natural too? I mean, is it just that the kind of music you listen to? I grew up. You know, listening to like ninety in Houston, yeah. the the legend station, right? And yeah. uh, you know, got a lot of a lot of traditional country roots. I dabbled in other genres. In middle school, I tried to rap. Did you really? <laughs> I don't like to talk about that, <laughs> but uh, I tried my hand at doing. Like alternative rock, I think was the first yeah. thing I I tried writing, is that's what I was listening to at the time. That was what was popular back then. Yeah, and that was back before you could actively go out and search for music and find good music, right? You know, easily like you can now. Yeah, nowadays with the streaming and the internet, you can oh, discover yeah. all kinds of amazing artists. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and they're not getting paid for any of it. Yeah. You know, that that kind of sucks because it's a shift in the music business from what it originally was, you know. And it, I guess it was harder to find artists back then, but, but at least people were making money. It's you know, The only way you're going to make any money now is to perform, you know. That's absolutely so, correct. Yeah, or, or merchandise sales and things like that. So the music almost has to come out for free to start out with, and once you get a following, you can... Has anybody tried to pigeonhole you into a category, country soul, or anything like that? Not that you want to be in a category. No, I've never really had anybody attach anything to it. Uh, but sometimes it can be cool when they do. Like uh, Sundance Head, he's a friend of mine, and I, I love the fact that they call his music soul country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the first time I'd ever really heard that before. Was, this first, you know, and yeah. uh, like Jason Isbell, uh, I've heard his stuff described as Southern folk. And I thought really? that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Like that sounds yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know what to call what I do. You know, it's just 
Andrew Rich music. I like it. <laughs> there you go. Create your own genre. You know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think I can name it after myself, so I'd have to come up with a cool name for it. I don't know. We'll work on that. We might have yeah. to. <laughs> we'll work on that one. So, so did, did you have any major musical influences as a kid? I mean, you had to have a favorite. I guess everybody did when they were children, you know. But as a kid, who George Strait. Yeah, I was thinking maybe George Strait or, or the other guy, the, the, and he's still around. I can't remember. For some reason, I can't remember artist names the past two days. Maybe it's <laughs> all the drinking I've been doing or what. So, yeah, George Strait. I mean, he's a lot of music, incredibly different voice, I think. Because first or not. note, you you know you know who that dude is. Oh yeah, it, so. you, you know George is iconic. Yeah, yeah, classic, classic country music. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, if you ask anybody in the world, name a musician from Texas, they're probably going to say either George Strait or Willie Nelson. Right. Yeah. Because they you know, they are Texas. Yeah. You know? I really want you to notice my shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah. The Willie shirt. It is his birthday. Today? Today is his birthday. 88 years old. God. Well, happy birthday, happy Willie birthday, Nelson. Happy birthday, Willie Nelson. 88. And I but, figured uh, that he'd be 188 by now. He what? I figured he'd be 188 by now. No. Well, today's youth needs to really start thinking about what kind of planet that we're going to leave for <laughs> Willie Nelson and Keith Richards. Yeah, and Keith Richards, I was going to say that. <laughs> When we're gone, you know, what are we leaving That's for them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sitting here quoting internet memes. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one, though. But uh, back to the question. Uh, really, uh, have you ever seen the movie Pure Country? That I have. Did? Yeah. My favorite movie of all time. Uh, it probably had a lot to do with me becoming a musician and... It also had a hell of a lot to do with having the balls to do it the way that I did it. There's a, a scene where he takes off just walking with his thumb out. Yeah. Uh, I did that for the first five years of my career. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's some stories there. How, oh, how far did you go on your thumb? I didn't go out of Texas, but you kind of don't need to. Right. Texas yeah, is bigger you, than France. It sure is. Texas is huge. I, I think you can fit about three Frances inside of Texas. Fun make, fact, I've been to Rhode Island, and it's about the size of greater Houston, Yeah, the yeah. entire state. Yeah, we got more people, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, you spend any time in Austin? That's, oh, yeah. I, that's I a to, Texas music scene. Uh, I lived in Austin three separate times. Uh, let's see, I lived in Hyde Park at one point. I lived up north off of... 183, I lived in Pflugerville for a little while, and then the last place I lived was uh, over just south of Riverside at Old Torf in 35. Yeah, that's got to be the the seat of the music scene, I would think, in Texas, at least. Definitely. Never made any money in Austin. Really? Competition is on every corner. Yeah. There's 100,000 crappy musicians that are willing to go sit there and play these gigs for free. For free, yeah. And the places that I wanted to get into to play that were actually paying the money, you needed a big full band, and I didn't have one. So, you know, I was stuck playing Hole Mm -hmm. in the Walls. Well, at least you didn't go all the way to Nashville to find out the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just walked to Austin. Would have been the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> I walked about half that half of it. That's a good long walk. Have you uh, have you thought about, or maybe you have, on and off, uh, had a, a duo, or maybe uh, anybody up on stage with you? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love doing song swaps and stuff. That's the. Uh, it's a fun way to do a show because, for one, you get somebody else that you can feed off of and go back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, and and it also takes some of the load off of you. A four-hour show turns into two hours worth of playing, which I actually have. I mentioned earlier, I've got eight hours worth of music here. I've done it. Actually, here in Splendora at uh, Montana's, I did a benefit there, and it, they were doing a bikini car wash, or bike wash, rather, and they didn't start it until right when I was finishing my set and everybody came outside. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and do another one since y'all are all out here now. Right. <laughs> and so I just played another four hours. And it would have been a lot easier if I had somebody to help out. You know? Yeah. So, but... Uh, That's working there. So when you're writing your songs... And, and I'm, I'm always curious about this because I've never been able to write a song. I've kind of sat down and tried, and it just didn't work out. And I think it's because I wasn't exactly sure of what approach I should take. Do you write the melody first, then write the poetry behind it? Do you write the poetry first and hope you find a good melody for it? I mean, what's your method? What do you do? And does it, I guess it probably varies for each song, huh? It, it varies for each song. Uh, yeah, I'm lost it, then. Let's see. Uh, Ain't going to happen for me. One of my songs, which you'll never hear this one on the radio because they're not going to play it on FM radio, it's called Worth It. And that one, I came up with the melody first. Uh, I was hanging out with my uncle, drinking beer, and we were just sitting on the back deck. And I started playing this little chord progression on my guitar and making stuff up. And he kept poking and prodding at me to keep making more up to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just making it up on the fly, and he wouldn't let me stop and piss me off, so it turned into a murder song at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's actually a really good song. I've, that's one of my favorites that I've written. It's uh, it's different. I've, I've read both ways with, um, you know, researching my guitar guitar heroes and band people and they ask that question a lot yeah and they all have a different answer and they wake up with a melody in their head and it's got kind of a a a vibe or an emotion about it and they'll put some words to it or you know the way other way around yeah and uh just whatever hits you it depends like uh you can't have a formula I'm, i'm looking at the list and the next song up right from worth it is whiskey kiss and that song came from something that a girlfriend of mine said. We were at a Jackson Taylor concert at the Whiskey Barrel in Cleveland. I don't think it's even there anymore. Uh, the Whiskey Barrel in Cleveland. You know, I've heard of that place, but I don't know where it's at. Yeah, I think... Uh, On 105 right yeah, there at the yeah, corner. Yeah. Uh, um, corner of 105 and... Was it three twenty-seven? I think something like that. It's, yeah. been, it's been a long I lived time. there in, in Cleveland... In 99 through about 04. Uh, Jackson Taylor is a friend of mine, and so whenever he showed up that night, I walked into the bar and bought me and him each a shot of Jim Beam. And after I was done talking to him, I walked back out and I kissed my girlfriend, and she goes, Ooh, whiskey kiss. 
Mm, and there you go. Birth of another song. Man, that's got to be a song right there. That, yeah. that, that's what I said. That's a, that's a song. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, so how many do you have that are your own? Because I tried to make a determination, couldn't figure it out. There's just too many on the internet. I was like, well. <laughs> See, on this list, there's 28. Like I said, I need to take title story off until I can find where my copy is of it because I have no idea what the words are. <laughs> how are you protecting them copyright-wise? Uh, well, I actually am part owner of a record label. I own Gypsy Kind Records with my friend Thomas Keita, and uh, he's an attorney, and he handles all our, all Perfect, our copywriting. Man. Yeah, good. So, cool. Uh, let's see, just going up the list, where the wine is good. Uh, I had worked a really long day, and... I'd been single for a while, and I was thinking about what it, what it would be nice to come home to, and so where the wine is good was born. And, uh, let's see, something upbeat. I used to play a lot of slow, sad songs. Uh, all my covers were slow and sappy, and everybody was like, play something upbeat, play something upbeat. And I got so tired of hearing it that I wrote a song called Something Upbeat. <laughs> really? Uh, cool. Like, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Silver Tongue Devil. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how that one came about. I don't really remember. It doesn't have any kind of specific story behind it. It's just a song I wrote. Well, that's cool. So let's get back to playing for a minute here. All right. You want an original or a cover? Hey, man, you choose. This is your house. Technically, it's your house. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll do an original. I'll actually do one all the way through. Okay, cool. That guitar's got a great sound, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I bought this from Andrew's Music in Porter. Um, I had this... Uh, fender acoustic electric that was given to me as a gift and yeah. the electronics were just messed up on it and uh i was playing a show and it sounded like i had horrible messy overdrive on it and it's an acoustic guitar yeah and i was playing through a soundboard and speakers yeah Should so who'd you any... deal with up there howie or andy uh Actually, I was dealing with Sadie for most of the time, okay. most of it, but yeah. Andy did the checkout. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but I know yeah. all, the, all of them. I've been going yeah. there forever. Good people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good place. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had, so I had to had to buy a new guitar because I had another show coming up, and um, I was in there. And, and did you want an Alvarez, or did it just feel right? You know, because there's guitars that just... It felt I've right had, for my wallet. I've had brand-name guitars that just didn't feel right. You know, and then and then off name guitars that felt great. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, it just depends. You I'm know, really practical about it. You know, I go with what I can afford. Yeah. And you know what sounds the best. There was another. That's a good sounding guitar. There was yeah. another Alvarez that they had that was a like the neck size smaller or not a smaller body, just a different style body, and it was just it's smaller and it didn't have yeah as warm of a tone and right. I've got a fairly deep voice in a lot of songs, and even whenever I'm going into higher ranges, it just a, a warm guitar complements me better than a yeah jangly yeah. yeah. Can't Good choice. Can't stand a tinny guitar. Yeah. It's like, I mean, is this a banjo? <laughs> 
So what are we going to hear? All right, this one is called uh, Fall in Love with No Regard. There we go. Whisper lonely your phrase of love Send a message on a carrier dove I got the passion you've been dreaming of Oh, and here I am on this stool And I'm waiting for you Waiting to take your hand and dance Look into my eyes one more time Because those emerald greens Send shivers up my spine I wanna dance with you To the beat of our hearts Let's dance away the night And fall in love with no regard Brush me gentle with a lover's kiss Swaying slowly to the rhythmic shifts Those other people just don't exist Hey darling, it's just me and you In a slow-moving groove Caress your pretty face in my hands Look into my eyes one more time Because those emerald greens Send shivers up my spine Wanna dance with you to the beat of our hearts Let's dance away the night and fall in love with no regard Look into my eyes one more time Because those emerald greens send shivers up my spine I wanna dance with you to the beat of our hearts Let's dance away the night and fall in love with no regard Let's dance away the night Fall in love with no regard It's a great song. Beautiful, man. I wanted to join in on the chorus, but I didn't want to ruin it for him. <laughs> that's, well, that's, you. that's a good song, man. That, so I was thinking while you were playing that, I'm like, you know, a lot of guys need a band to back them up. You don't need a band. You're good. Thank you. you know, yeah, C seven just really walked it around. Yeah, I, I, I love that uh, that transition between a C seven and an F. It just sounds yeah. like it should go there. exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't there, you go. What's missing? C seven. 
That's I think it. that's actually how it ended up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Good job. It's a great song. Thank Clean. You. Yeah, sounds good. So do you have a, a, a collection on CD that uh, you've got piled up in front of your people watching you that are available for sale? I don't have anything available for sale right now. Uh, are the downloads still free right now? Uh, I've got some acoustic tracks that I've recorded. I uh, did a couple in the studio, and some of them I you know, did myself, and those are available uh, on my website at andrewrichmusic.com. Andrewrichmusic.com. Can they download them there? Okay, yeah, you can download them there. Anything on Spotify or any of that other stuff? No, uh, not right now. I'm working on doing a, another album, and cool. uh, I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to record some of what I got here or if I'm going to write new material for it. Uh, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. That song needs to be included. It's a yeah, good song. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that one. I mean, there's definitely going to be some of these yeah. that go on there. I might write a, you know, another one or two to go with it, but that one's definitely got to gotta be on there. Awesome. So you got any gigs coming up? Uh, let's see. May 22nd. I am doing a fundraiser for the Montgomery County First Responders at Bull Silas Park. Really? Yeah. For ESD7 or just Montgomery County First Responders altogether? Uh, from what I understand, just Montgomery County First Responders altogether. Okay. Yeah, so that would cover Porter, that would cover mm-hmm. New Caney and all of them. Yeah, and Conroe and well, Woodlands. it's a good and, deal. Yeah, I, I believe it's all of... Montgomery County. I'm really not sure. Yeah. I don't have all the details yet. Actually. I wonder who else is slated for that. Uh, eight hours of Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the song. Even for Andrew it. doesn't want eight hours of Andrew. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh, they, he told me who else was playing, and I, I can't remember. And I just talked to him today. May 22nd. May 22nd. May 22nd. Yeah. No, I, be, no idea what time I'm It's going to be a weekend, I would imagine. <laughs> well, with these yeah. bars opening up. You're going to get busy. I'm hoping so. I see you're doing some yeah. uh, open mic hosting. Yeah. I bet that's fun. Yeah, I was hoping that that one was going to turn into an every other week deal, but just on Wednesday nights in that place, there's there's never been any kind of crowd, no matter what we do. And where's that at? <laughs> uh, Nico's place. Nico's? In, uh, Kingwood. Okay. Nico's Bar Grill. I, I mean, I like the place. I've played there many times. It's just... Some places it's hard to get a crowd on a, on a Wednesday night. Sure, yeah, yeah, I can dig it, especially now with the whole COVID damn thing. Well, Wednesday you know, night. No, that's even starting without to, the COVID. Yeah, but now that's starting to flatten out. I yeah. think it's gonna it's gonna be better. You know. I'm just so, ready for him to stop trying to make us wear masks everywhere. It'll happen, you know. I hope so. So yeah, it'll happen. It's just gonna take some time. I get a little bit unreasonably angry about it sometimes. I think we all. There's a song Every, in there somewhere. Everybody's yeah. tired of it, you know. I refuse to write so. a COVID song. I've thought about it a hundred times. But I'm just, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I'm I wouldn't not either. Do it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. So, you got any musical heroes? You got besides George Strait? I mean, you got anybody in your adult life that you think, man, this this guy or this gal is just the shit? And tons of them. Really? That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, are they all in the same genre? Or are you, no, no. Yeah, I, I listen board, to huh? I listen to music all across the board. Uh, hell, whenever I'm reading books, I have a, a epic classical music station that I listen to. Yeah, no Wait. Canadians, though. I hope, huh? 
He's got a thing about Canada. <laughs> uh, does Cody Canada count? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <clears throat> uh, yeah, let's see. I'm always, I always like Jason Boland first because, uh, for one, we have similar voices and singing styles in a lot of ways, and so his songs are really easy for me to cover. But two, he's just a extremely prolific and thoughtful songwriter, and there's just not yeah. enough, there's not enough of that in songwriting today. Yeah. Right. If, if you take the average song off the, any Billboard chart and giving give it a reading level test. You know, like I'd say a second or third grade or fourth grade. These are fourth grade reading level. Appeal them to the lowest and common then, denominator. And then you go and compare that to a Chris Christopherson song. Yeah. You know, yeah. John Prine, even. Or John Prine. Oh, yeah. I love John Prine. Yeah. I couldn't stand to hear him sing. And, but I love you know, there's really, yeah. there's really not that many musicians anymore because you can do everything electronically on the internet now. You know, I mean, you can well, download. They're out there. You know, you can get your recording studio, Pro they're, Tools. It's easy to get, it's easy to use. You know, and then you start getting your drum beats and, and everything else. Well, they're and out there, but all the yeah. labels are on a bandwagon kick, you yeah. know, on a formula thing. And yeah. you, if this song works for you, get 12 more just like it for the next EP, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mus- actual musicians right are hard to find. So you're a talented young man, and damn, I wish I had half that. You know, if I could play half as well as you do, I'd be doing all right. So 15 hours a day. For five years. Really? You know, everybody says it's what it takes. It, that's never going to happen. I don't well, have the well, time. Well, I mean, I was you know? I was young. I was like 19. I had just moved to Austin. I hitchhiked out there with nothing but a guitar and a suitcase. No idea where I was even going to go, you know. Uh, that's I used ballsy. to practice for 15 hours. Did you really? Yeah, between 85 and 87, it was about 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But, I mean, it wasn't all necessarily practice. It counts as practice. But yeah, if but, you're I playing, mean, yeah, you're practicing. I, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would spend all day on the sidewalk in various different places throughout downtown, mostly on 6th Street. You know, it was the yeah. easiest place. Right. Uh, there actually used to be this big red mural that said live music capital of the world and i used to go sit in front of that i thought that was cool mm-hmm. it <laughs> is cool <Yeah. laughs> uh, that mural's not there anymore though last yeah. time i went down sixth street which has been a few years uh it wasn't there last time i walked down sixth street i can't remember the name of the club but there was a, a little bitty hole in the wall like most of them are and there was a, a big plate glass window and apparently that's where the stage was because see the back of this guy playing to the crowd. And he's burning up Stevie Ray. And Stevie Ray had passed already, so I knew it wasn't him. But it was his incarnation, and it just blew me away. I wanted to go in there, but you couldn't fit. This guy was amazing. I never found really? out his name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. There are a bunch of, bunch of talented musicians in Austin. Yeah. I actually once walked into the Continental Club and I seen Johnny Cash, I mean, Johnny Depp playing with CZ Top. You know, I heard Johnny Depp's good, but I haven't seen any evidence of it yet. It's uh, there's a couple of videos out uh, there that I really wasn't that impressed. He, he, he yeah. was holding his own. I mean, it wasn't yeah. spectacular. He was not Stevie Ray. But was it right. Jeff Beck he played with, too? or Johnny Depp? Yeah. It's like, what the hell is he doing here? I think it was Jeff Beck. 
Really? For at least one, like one and promotional gotta, type show. You got to go a long way to be able to play with Jeff Beck, man. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Beck is head and shoulders above like only two or three other people <laughs> in his league. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. We're old rock and rollers. My idea of country music coming up when I hit 12, 13, and I was like, man, I love music. And it hit me. It hits you. Yeah. And uh, my idea of country music was... Um, ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner, that was country. And they kind of have some country kind of roots southern, to them, you know. Southern rock. Yeah, sure. southern rock. And uh, and then I had an uncle that used to take me fishing. And we'd go riding his pickup up in Dallas. We'd go to Ray Hubbard and Tawakany. And the whole way up there, there's a song there. <laughs> He'd have country music on. And this is back in the mid-70s. And I remember hearing uh, Dolly Parton's Jolene. It just took me by the heart, the melody of it. And I never could, you know, try to learn it and sing it because, please don't take my man. You know, I get kicked out of most places I hang out with. So. <laughs> but beautiful song. And I started listening more to uh, a lot of the other stuff. So I actually got a, a friend, he plays that song. <laughs> Does he at least try to change the words? Because I thought about it. No, I can't no, make them fit. He sings it as is. As good is. for him. And it, it is great. He, actually, he does a pretty good job at it. Damn. And my sister made me listen to that divorce song where she spells it D I V. Yeah, over and over and over again. That's that damaged me, man, when I was a kid. <laughs> you know? I didn't need all that. <laughs> like what are you trying to do it was just a horrible song i thought well you know she's yeah. trying to protect the little kid but not letting him it's like geez man hear what that. they're talking was, about yeah i was like turn that down and that's you know but back then i was you know my hair was this long i was listening to black sabbath and you know so it was horrible anyway <laughs> I got, when i was growing up when i was a little bitty kid my dad played little richard ray charles tom jones it was always in the tom house jones. You know? and good music is good music <laughs> Yeah. In fact, Ray Charles, it goes all the way back, talking about soul country. They they credit Ray Charles with starting that movement. Oh, yeah. And he sure. was big enough to say, I'm doing this. And they're like, please don't, Ray, no. And it was uh, just beautiful. And he started his own thing. And yeah. Good for him. That's I crazy. love Ray Charles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Ray. There you go. Absolutely amazing, amazing vocalist. Yeah. So do you have a favorite writer? Oh, that's no, I don't. Really? I'll just flat out say no. I don't have a favorite writer. There, there's too many great ones out there. Yeah, there are a just, lot still. Uh, fortunately, I mean, I do like the songwriters. Songwriters, you know that, like uh, you know, Towns Van Zant and Todd Snyder couldn't carry a tune in the bucket, but. Right. Yeah. Wrote great music. Uh, Bob Dylan, Jim Croce. You know, yeah. Great songwriters. And, you know, there's a lot of. A Jim lot of, Croce's often underrated, I think. Oh, yeah. Box you number know? 10 and is he, one of my favorite songs. He died songs. at the top of his game, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was an awesome guitar player, mm -hmm. too, though. I mean, yeah. Try to play any of that He stuff. had a side man. Did he? Mm hmm. Who was it? I don't know the guy's name. Huh. I'll be damn. I didn't know that. Some hippie looking dude. Really? Yeah. I thought he always played by himself. Not always. Wow, I'll be damned. You learn something new every day. I'll look it up. Yeah. And we're not on the air. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many. I mean, there, even there's a lot of you know, a lot of new newer people that are great songwriters too. I mean, 
you know, the the way that this list right here grew up, grew to have 139 songs on it is because I you know I find songs that hit me in a certain way like it'll get stuck in my head and I, it won't go away until I learn how to play it. You know, uh, I already mentioned Jason Bolin. Uh, so yeah, Cody Jinks. He's a he's a really good songwriter. Uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed. Their, their entire catalog was great. You know? Yeah. Bring Ragweed back, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Uh, Jason Isbell. He's he's a phenomenal songwriter. Uh, actually, the only person to ever release a an album that went to number one on three different billboard charts yeah i think that was his something more than free album that did that uh and then well, was uh tyler childers i like a lot of his songwriting uh i wouldn't i maybe wouldn't label him him under the greats but uh you know there's there's just a lot uh more local people that are great songwriters uh shane smith of shane smith and the saints uh, mm-hmm. i might play y'all cover one of his songs here in a little while uh, yeah cool uh he's a he's a great songwriter uh brandon jenkins he was an amazing songwriter hey, he passed before his time i think he died of a heart attack couldn't have been in his late 30s early 40s uh Jackson Taylor, I like Jackson Taylor's outlaw style. It's not for everybody because Jack's a little bit on the extreme end, but yeah, yeah, still, uh, yeah, I love his music. And then you know, of course, you've got the absolute greats like Chris Christopherson and uh, Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard, amazing songwriters. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, good songwriter. Uh, Dwight's an interesting dude, isn't he? Oh, man. You know? I, I, haven't I, got heard, the, I haven't got the chance to see him live yet, but I really, really want to while he's yeah. still on top of his game because I've heard that he puts on one of the best shows out there. I bet he does. I've heard that, too. Yeah, yeah I bet he does. I, I've heard it from a bunch of other musicians. So. Now, he's out of California, and he's got a different style altogether. Yeah, he, you know? he was part of that whole Bakersfield scene yeah. that uh, Buck Owens started. Yeah. Dwight, but, you yeah. know, Buck Owens is another one, and Roy Clark. Yeah, Roy, Roy Clark, yeah, Roy Clark was amazing. Yeah, that guy was a virtuoso. Oh yeah, everything he picked up, it was just yeah. amazing. Multi instrumentalist, he could mm-hmm. play it all. You know, I can't remember who he was playing with. I want to say it was Johnny Cash, but uh, he was picking out Lee, and he goes, "Watch this, it's a trick," and he starts using the microphone stand as a slide, and then he starts doing it with his boot, <coughs> and then he does it with Johnny's boot. Yeah, he's crazy. And, and just, he's good. Yeah, it was just amazing because yeah. he, he didn't fudge a note. Not yeah. a single one. It was right. perfect. It's like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. born with that kind of talent. That's it. Uh, yeah. I don't think that I can any amount of training or learning is going to get me to play like that. that uh, so do you still have a pretty tight practice schedule? I mean, do you sit down faithfully every day and just jam it out and – and even just play scales or quarter notes or anything like that at all? Any kind of a regime, I guess? No, uh, I've always found that it works better for me if it's more organic. Cool. You know, I got to I gotta feel it. You yeah. Know, if, I, if, I, if 
if I've got a show scheduled, I'm gonna feel it because I'm I'm amped up and ready for the show. You know? Ready to do it. Like like I was saying before, I'm more at home performing than anything. So if I've got a crowd, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But as far as just like sitting at home, I've I've got to have the inspiration because if I start trying to force it, then yeah, I'll you know I'll feel like I'm having to fight for every note when I'm trying to sing or. Uh, fingers don't want to cooperate or whatever so i'm trying to force myself and i'm not feeling it yeah so when you when you first started putting it putting it all together playing and singing did you have any trouble at all because when i first tried to play and sing at the same time for some reason i i actually questioned whether my brain was wired right to be able to do it because it couldn't do it if i sang it stopped playing if I played, it stopped singing. It just couldn't find the coordination to, that to knock it trouble, out. Like, I was especially like, if you're doing a walking around yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Or, but just strumming, you know, you can sing. Oh, that. I'd, I'd still get lost. Timing would get off or something. It was just horrible. Time, so, it, timing with, with while singing, with, that was the hardest thing. And even now, you know, nobody nobody's perfect usually on their timing unless you've got you know, if you don't have anybody backing you, right? It's really, Got a, a metronome yeah. in the background, a drummer. Uh, you know, yeah. But actually, the way that I learned how to play guitar, I learned singing at the same time because uh, I taught myself shapes for chords, like I said, and then uh, yeah. found songs that I knew good enough to be able to try. And the only way that I had to try it was to play it and sing it. Well. I mean, I guess I could have tried playing along with the radio or whatever, but yeah. I didn't think of that. I just started trying to sing it, trying to match the rhythm the best I could. And yeah. It worked really well whatever, for you. Yeah, whatever works That's for you, for sure. you know. Yeah. I was terrible when I first started. <laughs> I think well, everybody's terrible when they first start. But you're supposed to improve, and see, that's where I went wrong. <laughs> I just didn't improve. Well, you're, you're just in a rut. You think? I've been in a rut for 20 years, man. Yeah, I've been in a rut I know for the a same licks player. I did when I first started. Yeah. I got good at mediocrity. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> well, you know, I had a guy tell me, he said, he said, your, Hank, your biggest problem is that you're practicing your mistakes. Yeah. You know, and get, so I'm, I'm becoming perfect at making mistakes. And so I'm, I'm just a sloppy, nasty player, and it sucks. And that's why, you know, I, I have this room actually because I used to come out here. And place so nobody could hear me because it was that bad. <laughs> it's like, and I used to say, okay, I just want one day, one day where I come out here and magic happens. You know, nah, never got it. I had a couple minutes here and there, and it was good, but, you know. <laughs> He's too hard on himself. Depends on how much you drink, I guess. The more you drink, the better it sounds, I'll tell you That's that. That's it. Yeah, the more I drink, the better you sound. <laughs> so, so let me ask you something. Um... As far as chord progressions, things like that, I mean, you say you're self-taught, but you've got to have some music theory in there somewhere because you've got to be able to knock down a melody along with your lyrics. And the only way I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but the only way I think you could be able to do that was to have some knowledge of music theory. So, I mean... I read a lot. Yeah? So can Uh, you read music? uh, Somewhat. I can't. More tablature, I, I, I can't, I uh, you know, I can't play by sight. Yeah. Uh, tablature is easy to read because it's literally just... This the, finger here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, tab's easy, but... Um, I can read music, but I've got to 
read it like I'm translating a language because that's actually what I'm doing. Right. But I, I can't do I can sight sing, but I can't sight play. And, uh, but I mean, how much, how much theory do you think actually goes into when you're working on a composition and you're like, let's say bad blood, for instance, you know, you're working on bad blood, you get to get to a certain part and you know that you need to, you know, do a transition or something like that. Does any music theory that you know come into mind? You go, okay, well, I can, I can go from the F to the G or whatever, you know what I mean? And that'll all still be in the same key and, and it'll sound good and sound right? Or do you actually just noodle around till you find it? Uh, I mean, I understand keys. You know, I, I know keys. And for the most part, I know what chords are within what key. Yeah. And tough. I, I've, I've a, got, I've got, it takes a long time to learn that. It's tough. I've got a half ass understanding of music theory. Yeah. I probably should. You know, make it a point to learn more, but uh, you know, mostly I kind of just know the guitar. You know where I want it to go or where, what I'm trying to get. You should just say it. Say, "Hey, Hank, it's natural ability, dude. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I don't know." <laughs> but it, music but that would, that would I got be, it. That would be an untrue answer because I, I is it? I, I mean, it, it is an untrue answer because I mean, uh, I had the necessary tools available to be able to easily learn but i still had to learn you know i still yeah. it still was a lot of effort and a lot of trial and error and it looks easy now but you know if you've been a plumber for 12 years it looks really easy yeah, whenever you go. you go and repipe a house but yeah but at first yeah you'd be lost as a guitar so, player he's a very good plumber yeah no shit so how long how Let's take Bad Blood, for instance. How long did it take you to, to put together the whole song to where you said, hey, I like it, this is good, it's complete? Half an hour. Really? For that one, yeah. Damn. I only uh, thought they, a couple I days at least. <clears throat> worth It was yeah. probably the quickest one that I ever wrote because I think that took like 10 minutes. Really? Because I wasn't writing it down. I was just standing there making stuff up and my, In, inspiration my, my uncle was recording it so i mean i just you know, wrote it real quick on the fly but that's not always the case uh let's see um fall in love with no regard that one took me a couple of days to write that's a great song you have any on the burner that you're kind of working on when you feel like it i've got one that i've been kicking around uh call it time to walk away is well kind of what i'm thinking but i don't know how long or when that one's going to be done because it's sort of supposed to be a duet so i gotta find a girl with a pretty voice to do a duet with there me. you go <laughs> you got great titles too man all the songs have really interesting titles are good yeah like i said i always had a, a fascination with words and yeah so like to like to try to think of witty stuff sometimes. And then, like, worth it. <laughs> There's one instance that I say worth it in that whole song. Really? Like the very last line. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, do I have one? That so where do you see yourself as an old man? You're all done and you 
What, what do you have to do to say, I did it? Yeah. This could be it. I mean, everybody has their own I did it moment. You don't say you're 58 and you're all crusty looking like I am. <laughs> Kicking back, looking at your life, wondering, man. <laughs> you're depressing everybody. Yeah, you know sorry, that, right? I didn't need to put you on the spot, dude. It ain't about you. <laughs> Oh, let's see, I'm hoping I'm somewhere in the central Texas here hill country with a nice big plot of land and a pretty yeah. little recording studio on it. Yeah, there yeah. You go. Maybe a family, maybe not. Yeah. So you're going to do music the rest of your life. It's just uh, part of your part of your life. It's the worst addiction you can ever possibly get. <clears throat> I can dig it. Yeah, but I understand. I could get, kick cigarettes, alcohol, whatever, but this is it. This is who I am. You know? Yeah. yeah. I often refer to my guitars as they're always happy to see me when I come home, and I can't say that about any of the wives or girlfriends I've had. Yeah, I got you. You know, but the guitar is always there. You ready to play? I'm here. See, one of those guys that has music on all the time at your house, in your car. Well, yeah. uh, Sometimes I I have to do a lot of driving around Houston for work, so I mean I've. I've always got my Spotify on, yeah. or that, or ninety-seven point one. That's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm one of those car singers. Yeah, usually you have a tune in your head. I would imagine too, huh? Something going on. Yeah, there, there's always a song or something. You know, in the middle of focusing on something that takes a lot of concentration and. Then I've got, I want to do bad things with you. I love that song. That's an awesome. Did you see the movie or the or the series? The, yeah. Actually, I start, I watched the series because I learned the song. And then when I learned you the song. You can play that song? Yeah. Dude, you got to play that song. You, <laughs> you have to play that song. But, uh, I tried to learn that song. Couldn't do it. It's easy. I couldn't. You have to show me how to do it. It's like there's three chords. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's a great song. And did you see it? True Blood? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, True Blood's worth watching. It, it's yeah. it's pretty good. You know, I was very, very skeptical. What's that little chick's name in there? What's her name? Um, Sookie. Sookie, yeah. Nah, yeah, she's, she's cute. Yeah. Sookie? Sookie, yeah. Sookie Japanese Stackhouse. Girl? No, 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 Sookie, no. She's a blonde white girl. A little blonde white girl, yeah. You ever seen the... It's a vampire she, uh, she was Rogue in the, the one of the X-Men movies. Really? Yeah, she played the girl that her touch killed people oh wow yeah i'd never seen her in anything else hmm. so it took me like three yeah. episodes to realize who she was like it was really bothering me because her face looked so familiar but yeah. her hair was completely different yeah 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 you gotta watch the series it's worth it okay true blood oh check it yeah, out yeah but and and actually i really like the graphics in the opening of the yeah because you know, yeah. usually i'll fast forward through that kind of stuff when i'm watching a series but on that particular series, I let it go every time because it was amazing. It was good. Yeah. You know, the rattlesnake and all that. Yeah, it was, it was really and good. Yeah, I, I, I dug the song the first time that I heard it. Uh, I was just just looking up different kind of music and letting it, you know, following the rabbit hole of YouTube videos. And that one came up. It's I was like, I like song. that song. Like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to learn that. And I'm going to find the hottest girl in the bar and make her come stand up at the stage while I stare at her. And say, <laughs> What's the go. name of the song? Bad Things. Yeah. All right. I guess since we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and play There you it. go. When you came in, the air went out. 
And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I want to do bad things with you I'm the kind who sit up in his room Heart sick and eyes filled up with blue I don't know what you've done to me But I know this much is true I want to do bad things with you Okay Shadows filled with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. I want to do real bad things with you. done to me, but I know this much is true, I want to do bad things with you, I want to do real bad things with you. Yeah, man. It's damn good. A haunting melody. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I, and that, that's what grabbed me first was that melody, and then I really listened to the words. I was like, that's definitely a panty dropper that I got to throw yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. It's good. So who did that song? Who? Uh, Jace Everett. J-A-C-E. Jace, Jace Everett. Everett. Has he done anything else that's recognizable? No idea. Wow. Yeah. I probably should look into that because I, you know, I like it and... He might it sounded just like him too. It's always yeah, nice whenever I find really, somebody really close, that has. Yeah. A, if I can find somebody that's got you know a, a similar range to my natural speaking voice, yeah, it, it you know it's really easy to cover. Like a, you know, I can go to. Are you familiar with Jason Bolin? Mm-hmm. My life was as empty as the bottle by my bed. Friends turned into strangers, and I was all but dead. Jesus came and found me there. That day those demons bled. When my life was as empty as the bottom by my bed. And cool. then, uh. Kind of like Leon Redbone, too. Let's see it. I 
sitting grandpa wants this picture here it's all black and white ain't real clear is that you there said yeah i was 11. Uh, anybody with a good deep voice like that is pretty easy for me to cover yeah you know and it just takes just a, the slightest bit of manipulating the way i'm singing it to sound almost just like that person yeah. mm-hmm. it's cool i thought about trying to do the the merle haggard thing where he did all the different impressions <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not quite that good. <laughs> <laughs> he did that on stage with Johnny Cash, I think. Yeah, uh, he did it with. Uh, no, they all came out. Uh, Johnny Cash came out. Buck Owens yeah. came out, and uh, I think Marty Robbins too. <laughs> yeah. And he's like they they would all come and sing with him. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. A lot of people don't realize he was also a, a phenomenal fiddle player. Really? Yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube Merle Haggard fiddling. Uh, he, pretty damn good wow that's a new one on me i didn't know either i came across a video of a live show that he was doing and he picked up a fiddle and just started sawing on it like hey sounded pretty good surprises yeah yeah you know a lot of those guys you'd be surprised at the other instruments they can play Mm -hmm. you know it's crazy you know i guess some people have it some don't you know once I learned enough on guitar, I can kind of translate it to other things. I, I mean, of course, a bass is just a lower octave guitar minus right. two strings. Yeah. You know? So that's fairly easy. Um, all I did, like with chord sheets or whatever to refresh my memory, I can play the mandolin or ukulele or anything that I can make chords on. All I yeah. got to do is remember the shapes, you know. That's cool. And uh, I know just enough theory that I can do little minor lead licks with them or whatever. Do you have a mandolin? No. I do have a balalaika, though. A what? It's a balalaika. It's uh, kind of like the Russian equivalent of a ukulele. It's this. It's got this equilateral triangle body Okay. and three strings. Three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty wow. neat little thing. I found it at a pawn shop when I was living in Iowa. The guy had no idea what he had. It was like a three hundred and fifty dollar instrument, and I got it for thirty five bucks. Cool. <laughs> had you heard of that before? Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. it was Russian. Yeah, Russian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I say? It? What did I say? I don't mean. You may have said Russian. Yeah, I, I think know. I said yes. Yeah, the Russian, yeah, you said Russian, like yeah. the Russian equivalent of a ukulele, yeah. sort of. Yeah. And what's it called again? A balalaika. Balalaika. Don't ask me to spell it. That's cool. Yeah. The Beatles sang about that. Really? Back in the USSR, let your okay. balalaikas ringing out, something like huh. that. Cool. Yeah. It, it's a neat little instrument. So do you do anything with with any different tunings? Or you, everything's the I've same 440? I've got one song that I wrote half step down, but no, I really don't. I mean, yeah. as far as changing tuning goes, I'd rather just use a capo. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, for a long time I had this guitar that was in really bad shape. It was the one that I carried around with me for all those years while I was hitchhiking and it was just it was beat up there was chinks in the frets and the the e string was sitting flat on the first fret wow so i had to capo it one and tune it down a half step just so i could play the thing yeah <laughs> that with that thing went through a lot of a lot of miles where is that thing now it is should be hanging on your walls i still got it yeah it just it depends on whether it's 
with my grandparents at their house or if it's where I've got stuff stored in Central Texas. Yeah. I know I don't have it at my house right Seen now. Seen Willie Nelson's guitar, huh? Trigger. God, that thing yeah. is a piece He's of got shit. a guy that is dedicated to repairing that hole. Or one of his techs, that's his job. Really? That, that hole in that guitar has been repaired many, many times. He likes the way it sounds with the hole, but it's coming apart. Yeah. So they repair it, and then he wears it out again, and they repair it again. And they have to repair it with a softer wood than what's around it. Yeah. Or the wood around it goes away. So, Why can't he just get a different guitar? That's his trademark. Trigger is part of the band. Yes. Yeah. That, that That's how he puts it. Trigger is a member of the band. Yeah, it's weird, you know. I've seen it, and it's like, dude, just get another guitar. I think he bought But then that. again, I mean... How many, how, long... you, how many guitars do you have? Two, three... So when, three. You go to, when you go to do a gig, you don't just bring one guitar, do you? You do. Yeah, well, I've got that Fender that I was telling you about, but yeah. the electronics are messed up on it, which is why I had to buy this Alvarez. And then the other guitar that I've got is just not even operational. It, uh, it was given to me. It was made by. It was handmade by a violin maker. Cool. And it's, it's the only guitar that he ever made, and it's got like the f holes like a violin yeah. does. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess his ex-wife threw it across the room or something and snapped the head uh, on it. Yeah. And so. I've got to find a really, really good luthier that I trust to fix it because, I mean, the thing was made in, like, the 1890s. Yeah, it good luck finding somebody to fix it. Yeah, the only yeah. one that this guy ever made, oh my as God. far as I know. Wow. And so yeah, it, uh, it was going to probably cost me a pretty penny to get it fixed. Yeah. But I, I really want to because it's beautiful, dark wood. I think it might be mahogany. Just well, beautiful, dark wood. You know, it sounds great. I, I bet it would. I bet it would sound absolutely phenomenal, especially handmade by a violin maker like that. Oh, I want to so bad. Yeah. But I don't have the money to sink into that right now. Yeah. It, probably, yeah, it would take some bucks. And you'd have to find somebody that's got some talent, too. Somebody with a yeah, really good I mean, reputation. It's, it's snapped, like just barely hanging well, together. That sucks. So I haven't even tried putting strings on it to mess with it. Yeah. I don't want to hurt so it. So have you played with a band in the past? I mean, have yeah, you I'm, always been solo? or Not always. Uh, I had a band for a little while, but uh, it didn't work out, partially because I wasn't being really picky whenever I put the band together. Yeah. And it turned out that uh, everybody in my band did drugs, which... <laughs> You know, whatever, to each his own. <laughs> but do the same drugs. Yeah, standard in the band, <laughs> isn't it? You got a guy way up here and a guy way down there. <laughs> do My the dr- same drugs. The guy, that was, the guy that was drumming for me would do like four or five rails of coke before he got on stage. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was playing bass for me, he liked pain pills. So they're going in opposite directions. Oh, no. And then... The guy that was playing lead guitar for me was this old hippie dude who liked to eat mushrooms. Oh, wow. And so... Psychedelics. <laughs> Not a good idea. It lasted like four shows yeah. before I just had enough. I was like, you guys are idiots. Like, Yeah, you just need to be careful, you know? Pick the right people, I guess. I mean, you know, to each his own. If you got to do whatever you got to do to keep yourself going, whatever. I don't yeah. care. But 
do the same drugs if you're going to be in a band. There you go. God, yeah, stay on the same wavelength. <laughs> so where do you see yourself, let's say, in five years? I mean, are you working really hard toward making something of this career or still doing a sideline deal? I mean, what, what do you think you'll be doing in five years? See, whenever I first started my career uh, – sorry, let me get back up to the microphone. Yeah, you when, I, when I first started, uh, I was – nose to the grindstone completely dedicated and uh i did that for a lot of years and and it just uh as i got older it wasn't paying the bills enough and so i had to start working yeah and uh between that and some other personal issues i kind of you know fell off the track and then once you fall off you lose all your contacts and then you know venues change owners and it's hard to get your foot back in the door and uh yeah uh, i don't know i guess about four years that i played you know just shows here and there wasn't really too worried about it uh, trying to get life and stuff in order sure but just uh just this year we've uh, really revamped everything and yeah, we're uh, going full gear forward. Good. Uh, yeah, for example, me and my buddy, we uh, we actually bought our LLC for Gypsy Kind Records probably five or six years ago. I don't remember exactly when, but you know, I wasn't in a position to do much for it. And right. That, that's my role is to you know be the label, you know, essentially. Okay. And uh, so I just I wasn't able to, and this year uh, finally got myself in a good spot and just shifting gears back into playing music, cool, and uh, working on building a studio to be able to have people come in and record with the label and uh, lots of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, that's great. Hoping to have a studio built by the end of the year. Really? Yeah. I'm hoping. Wow. Not, so you already got a location and all that kind no, of stuff? No, I'm just getting started with yeah. all that. I'm putting together the equipment and stuff right now, but okay. uh, I'm not I'm not sure if I want to try to buy a piece of land and build a studio from the ground up because yeah. uh, one of the things I did whenever we first started this idea was I spent about four months teaching myself how to build a studio. Right. And... That mean you know lot from, from the ground up lot the, to the, the the floating rooms and right. everything you know yeah there's a lot to it. Luckily, I've got a background and an understanding of construction. So yeah, there you, you go. Know, That'll I help. Know what I'm doing at least. Uh, That'll open up a whole lot of doors for you when you get the studio. Yeah, online. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't know if I want to do that or if I want to get one of these office suites that you can build to suit. You know. Yeah. I don't. I'd rather buy the land and build the studio but you're almost going to need a dedicated building if it's something you're gonna yeah if you're gonna continue to do well i mean you know yeah not really because if you get a, the build to suit office suites you can soundproof the whole thing you know they, they let you build however you want on the inside so i mean i could sound yeah it's it just and, such a large investment you know yeah well see that that's the difference in building my own and then renting out a space because you know renting out the space have two artists come in in a month and there's you know there's your rent sure but you know there's taxes and all kinds of other stuff with 
own oh yeah there's a lot of considerations for sure i mean i eventually want to want to own the land and build one but i think you know in the initial stages we might just do a office suite while i put back the money to actually build the structure because whenever i build it i want to personally build it and i'm going to do it yeah you know right yeah, it's gonna be over engineered. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. And build it big enough so that you can add to it. Yeah, because yeah, you're probably gonna to want to. <clears throat> yeah, take it from me, make it bigger. Like uh, one thing I want is a, uh, I want to have a few different vocal rooms that the walls are covered with different material. Like yeah, I wanna, isolation room. I want to yeah. have a tile room. I want to have a stone room, a metal room you know, for different natural effects. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and you're gonna need all that too. You know movable panels and all that kind of stuff yeah. where you can create iso rooms and yeah the idea is uh i want to build my studio to where it can be taken down and collapsed or part of it at least to turn into a mobile studio as well because mm-hmm. like uh i want to offer services for live recordings you know we'll we'll go out and record a band's live show and uh and then I also want to be able to go and record in cool places like uh, the those rest stops. Have sure. You, have you ever heard the acoustics in one of those? It's amazing reverb yeah. inside. You know, if yeah. you if you can capture that sound right, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Go out to one of those at two o'clock in the morning when there's nobody there. Yeah, yeah good idea. Cool. Yeah, a lot of famous people have recorded some of their best stuff in their bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. closets and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, just some place they can get some quiet feel to it honestly the some of the recordings that i did just sitting in a like i was sitting in a shed with a laptop and my soundboard and just filling the things and it's kind of difficult to record that way because you can't record two separate tracks simultaneously right yeah you got to do it all at once yeah you got yeah either all at once or or try your best to overdub it yeah you know tough yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah, you know, some of those recordings sound better quality-wise than some of the ones I did in the studio. Yeah, you know it's interesting, and, and that's really kind of the, the way difference. the business has gone. You know, you have so many people now that can record great in their bedroom, just because the tools are available now. You know, you can always clean it up. You can get rid of the hum and get rid of this and get rid of that, and you know, tune in your voice and all that. So I mean, stuff like Pro Tools, man. Mastering is where. Uh, where yeah, you need an engineer. Studio, yeah, yeah, you need a good engineer to master. You need yeah. somebody that's got good ears, and and usually, you know, and this is just me talking. I think it's going to take an older person too. It's going to take somebody who's had years and years and years of listening experience, and years and years and years of listening for that particular detail, to be able to master out something good. Anybody can mix and master, but to have somebody actually put it together the way it needs to be done. It takes experience and a lot of it, you know. Absolutely. Somebody who's listened to all kinds of music and listened to all kinds of music under different conditions, you know. So, yeah, think about that when you hire your engineer, you know. I'm going to probably end up trying to do a lot of the engineering myself, you know, whenever time permits. you got a great ear, so you'll be able to do it. So, yeah, I think you'll be able to knock it out. So Pretty much it's just a, a learning curve with software. Anything else, yeah. yeah. Just like anything else. Like anything else. Yeah. Uh, That's it. If I can teach myself how to run a highly sophisticated G- survey and GPS system, I can handle a audio program. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's pretty simple these days. Well, why don't you play us one final tune, and then we'll cut this thing off. And, man, I've really enjoyed having you here, though. I think you're a great artist and uh, doing really well. It's too bad you got to leave that guitar with me when you leave today. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't ask for much. Part of the deal. You signed something around here, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hope you read that. <laughs> Al, you got to trade me an ovation. No deal. <laughs> That's a left-handed guitar, too. I doubt you'd be able to play it. Where do you think so, these came I from? I can, but badly. <laughs> All right, All right, so what so, are you going to do? You going to do a uh, cover for us? Or yeah, I'm going to do, co- do a cover. Okay. Because uh, I, I had said earlier that I would play one from this guy. This guy's a... Uh, Free bird. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go sit outside for Damn this. Man. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, Shane Smith and the Saints. Uh, I know he's from Texas. I'm just not sure where exactly. Okay. I haven't bothered to look that up, but... Uh, yeah, he's another one that's got a, a voice on the same kind of timber as I do, and I... Uh, I really, really enjoy his songs. Uh, the first one I came across was called Coast, and I really like the energy of it. But uh, I might blow out your microphone if I try to sing Coast. So <laughs> I doubt it. And if so, I've got a replacement mic for it. So what do you think? Uh, we're uh, coast or right it. side of the ground? Okay. Shane, if you happen to see this podcast, hope you enjoy the song. All right, so this is Coast by Shane Smith and the Saints. Cool. No, this is Coast by Shane Smith and the Saints. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> I'm allowed a mulligan, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Way down south where the highland fades is a poor man working in a rice-filled maze and a Barefoot boy in a jetty blank as he walks into the gold. In a lighthouse shining out to the sea where the shrimp are staring in disbelief. The mermaid saying he's gotta believe that light will take him home. Now by the Mississippi River there's a southbound train and it's heading for the gold. Gonna buy my ticket and hold it tight till I know I'm getting close. See me running down the alleyway Looking for the jetty Searching for my soul You know Oh I'm heading for the coast For the coast Too many People trying to run their lives Too many rich folks trying to change their minds I'm tired of the hustle Get out of the bustle Every time I see the light Tell me baby can you feel my soul I'm rolling with the rhythm on cruise control I've got three chords to speak the truth to Willie Nelson That's a country song Now by the Mississippi River There's a southbound train And it's heading for the goal Gonna buy my ticket and hold it tight Till I know I'm getting close See me running down the alleyway Looking for the jetty Searching for my soul You know Oh, oh I'm heading for the coast For the coast
Down the Mississippi River there's a southbound train and it's heading for the gold. Gonna buy my ticket and hold it tight till I know I'm getting close. See me running down the alleyway looking for the jetty, searching for my soul. You know, oh, I'm heading for the coast, for the Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. That's one of those ones I wish I'd written. <laughs> yeah, that was a good song. Hey, beautiful, man. Can't tell you how much time I spent down in Galveston or Corpus Christi. It was right down there on the coast. Yeah. Love it. There you go. All right. Uh, Mark, anything else for this young man? No, we'll be keeping up with you. Uh, remind everybody how to find you. All right, of course... Uh, well, for those of you who can't see, my name is Andrew Rich. Last name is R-E-I-C-H. That'll get confusing. Uh, you can find me at andrewrichmusic.com, or you can search Andrew Rich Music on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. I'm on most social media. I don't have Twitter. Uh, no, I'm not a twit. That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can find me all there. Uh, Any phone numbers? I know you've got a booking agent. Uh, yes, I've got a booking agent. Her name is Penny. Uh, Penny Sprayberry? For, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, for booking purposes, you can contact us at booking at andrewrichmusic.com. Cool. Uh, we typically don't do a whole lot over the phone. It's easier for email. Okay. Fantastic. Plus, it's kind of dangerous just throwing out. Yeah, I got phone you. numbers. <laughs> so, is is there yeah. any is there any type of of deals that you uh, like? Do you do private parties stuff like uh, that? I, or do it all or I, I do it all. You know, private parties. Uh, like I said, I've got that fundraiser coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. I do a lot of benefits. I try to do as many benefits as I can every year because I believe that I've got something that it doesn't take a whole lot for me to be able to do, but I can I can genuinely help people with it. Sure. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much money I've raised for cancer patients and such like that. Uh, I did a, a huge uh, double uh, benefit for uh, when Dallas got hit by all those tornadoes around yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, did a huge double benefit. Uh, one of them was at uh, Cindy's Hog Hangout in Caldwell, Texas. And Cindy Smith, she's a wonderful person. I've done several benefits with her and had birthdays there, all kinds of fun stuff. Cool. Great person. and uh, That's awesome. I'm sure we hadn't heard the last of you. I'm hoping not. I enjoyed being here, fellas. Yeah, yeah, you're an impressive young man, and I really think that in five years you're going to be a whole lot farther than you think you will. So, got a great voice. Uh, you play well, and uh, guitar's got a good tune. I'd, I think I'd hang on to that one for and a while. And I like That's the way you wear your hat. None of this backwards crap or, you know, the latest. He wears it like a man. 
Yeah, like a, like well, a hey, hey, sometimes yeah. when I'm surveying, I got to wear it backwards because you bump your that's, damn That's instrument. functional. Yeah. yeah. That's different. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. If you have subscribed to the channel in the past month, me and Mark appreciate it. All um, the cool kids have. Oh, yeah. Be cool. Has. We're, we're on our way. We're doing well. Um, if you like what you saw today, uh, let this guy know, man. Drop a couple of comments and uh, hit like. And uh, get some other people to subscribe, too. Uh, get your mom on the channel. Uh, females are going to love this dude, I can tell already. So, yeah. I'm uh, single, ladies. There you go. <laughs> but give him a listen and uh, check him out on Facebook. Again, that's Andrew Rich Music, and that's R-E-I-C-H. So uh, you can always get in touch with me if you need to get in touch with him, too, and I can, I can kind of connect you guys together. So if you want to book him for a party or an event, um, let him know. Let me know. And uh, we'll make sure and get that thing going. Andrew, it's been great. And uh, he played good music for me. And I was really, really impressed with the theme song, True Blood. <laughs> so, and that, after we cut off, man, you're going to have to show me the chords again. So, but uh, yeah, that was pretty good. And uh, I enjoyed it. And guys, I guess we're out, man. We, we did all we could for today. And thanks a lot for coming, man. Hey, Mark, thank you all for having me. All right, man. We're, we're done.